This is Late Afternoon Gaming playing Curse of Strahd, a Dungeons & Dragons 5th Edition module. Check out Table Talk 4.5 if you want to hear us chat about some corrections on past mistakes and our favorite role-playing podcasts. Otherwise, enjoy Session 5. To summarize what happened in Session 4 of Late Afternoon Gaming, Curse of Strahd. So we were fleeing from the, uh, the child mill, which is, I believe is what we called it. Correction, the baby mill. Baby mill, that's right. So we were fleeing the baby mill, where Light of Dawn had taken a near-fatal blow from one of the hags, though they graciously let us escape with our lives. Took shelter on a nearby hilltop, slept there for the night, and encountered no resistance, and then continued to make our way to uh, Valaki, or as we now call it, Isengard. Uh, we were on the old Cockabee Road, south of the Lake Light of Dawn, uh, which is what we renamed everything because we determined that the naming structure of everything in Barovia was lame. So we came upon the town and were able to bribe our way through the gates. We passed by a stockyard that had an interesting wagon in it uh, that was owned by a mysterious Rictavio, uh, who was nowhere to be found at the time. Went into a nearby shop and were able to get a map of Barovia for the low, low price of 20 gold pieces. While there, he said... The shopkeeper, Gunther, asked us to let Rictavio know if we saw him that his wagon was starting to smell a little bit off. Uh, we agreed to do so and continued on to the tavern in the middle of town called the Blue Water Inn. There we met Erwin Tartikoff. Was that their last name? Martikoff. Martikoff. Erwin Martikoff and his family. Wife, Danica, children, something, something. And he was kind of helping us get the lay of the land. Uh, also in the bar was Zoldar and nameless friend, Zoldar Jr. From this group of people, we learned about the festivals that were going on in the town of Valaki, which, according to these people, were happening on order of the Burgomaster, who believes that having these festivals and keeping people happy is going to keep them safe from Strahd and his agents. Though there are many people in town who seem to be skeptical of this. Attendance is mandatory at these events, and those who are too unhappy uh, or are not are not displaying enough happiness get put in the stocks. So uh, clearly some major effort to, you know, make people happy. Whether that's effective or not remains to be seen. So we ended up having... Arena wanted to go take a nap, so she just went up to her room while the three of us, a little bit drunk, especially Light of Dawn, made our way to the town square, saw some people in stocks there, after Eisen went up and talked to them and asked them, hey, what are you in for? They said, hey, we're just, we weren't happy enough, go away and they'll release us eventually. So we did nothing. Found out that the Blazing Sun Festival was coming up in three short days. While in the town square, we were uh, introduced to a character called, I keep messing it up, it's Isik. Isik? Isik. Uh, this interesting character, big, muscular, and had a, uh, a hand that was pointy and sharp and dangerous looking that could produce fire. Uh, Light of Dawn chatted him up a little bit uh, and really didn't get very much useful information out of him. <laughs> but, uh, you know, we'll probably run into the, that guy again at some point. We moved back up to the tavern and went to Blinsky Toys. There we found uh, a toy, a doll that looked very much like Irina, suspiciously so, though Blinsky was a bit cagey on the details when we were asking him whether we could uh, get any information about the person who commissioned it. So 
uh, Nerf had a great idea. And Cockaby tried to convince the guy to make a doll that looked like the guy who commissioned the doll that looked like Arena. Unfortunately, he failed his persuade check, but it was a brilliant idea. Uh, so we we resolved that we should probably bring Arena back at some point because that that might open up some more, you know, conversation options on the tree. We went back to the tavern, and while we were there, uh, we met two locals, uh, Carl and Nikolai, who uh, one of whom was plotting to kill the Burgomaster because he felt that all the constant celebrations were bullshit. Uh, and wanted it to end. After we got done talking to them, Rictavio entered the room, a half-elf bard-looking gentleman. Uh, we talked to him for a little bit, and he wasn't super keen on on giving us uh, the tea, as Jack likes to say, on what was going on with his stinky, smelly carriage. So we said, okay, we'll just go open it. He chased us outside and told us that the uh, carriage had a saber-toothed tiger in it that he was training to kill Vistani. Different people in the party had different feelings about how ethical or awesome that was. <laughs> so we went back inside and we're talking about it and discovered that Rictavio is not a half-elf bard, but a human male vampire hunter who has journeyed into Barovia intentionally with the goal of ridding this pocket dimension of Strahd. Uh, so we, we decided that we were going to form some sort of loose alliance with this character and discovered that he is waiting for a... Uh, an accomplice of his, a young Vistani woman, uh, with whom he has lost contact. Uh, she is a, she's a master of disguise and is missing her right leg. Uh, and he said that we are unlikely to ever, you know, identify or find her. But in the event that we do, uh, we'll send her back this way. We ended the session kind of talking about what we were going to do this session, which I think what we kind of decided on is we are going to check out the festival check out the lake, which is something that Arena wanted to do, bring her to the toy shop, uh, and then try to find out what's going on with the Burgomaster. So on that note, I do want to go over the... I have nine quests that, as far as I can tell, this is the extent of our tasks that we have at the moment. I okay. want to make sure I'm not missing any. So we have Meet the Burgomaster, Argitz mm-hmm. Velakovich. Uh-huh. Track down the Wizard of Wine shipment for Blue Water, uh, the Blue Water Inn, which, by uh-huh. the way... I was listening to session two earlier and didn't remember this last time we were playing, but Wizard of Wine is also the same vendor that the um, the Blood of the Vine in used. So uh-huh. that wine was also Wizard. So it's a real it's a real bad time if Wizard of Wine goes uh-huh. under. It seems like a lot of people rely on him. Yeah, man. Well, they're too big to fail, right? It's monopolistic competition, unfortunately. It appears that they are currently failing, though, so... Yeah. (laughs) So... Well, that makes it even worse. Mm Mm-hmm. Arena wants to see Legzarovich, which you already brought up. We have the wizard at the foot of the mountain, possible ally against Strahd. The mad mage of Mount Baratok. Mm-hmm. We've got the one-legged Vistani woman, who we should send to Blue Water in Velaki if located. We have... And drop Arena off of the Abbey, circle back to the baby mill, and kill the hags, mm-hmm. figure out the Blimsky Arena doll situation, and then I have a roll-up item for Madame Eva's clues. Five clues. Uh-huh. You forgot about Gertruda. You're right. Gertruda. And uh, Mad Mary, or whatever her name was. Yeah, if we see Gertruda, then we need to send her back home to Mad Mary, and, uh, 
Yeah. I think that was pretty much it. If Yeah. Well, and... Well, Rictavio, right? So if we run into Esmeralda, his assistant, right? Send her back. I have that. The one like the Vistani woman. Oh, sorry. I missed it. Okay, then... You moron. No, no. <laughs> I, I think that's pretty much it. Nerf, you got anything else? Nope. That is what I'm tracking, tracking also. You have that in the Google Doc? Is that right? Yeah, I've got... There's one that's just called Quests now, and it will be updated as we go. Sweet. So my, my plan is moving forward... There's going to be notes on all of these talking about what we've done and what we want to do next so we don't lose track of it. Okay. Yeah, Very I, th- nice. I think that pretty much covers it. Jack, I really like the notes. I like the laydown you gave. Have an inspiration. Wow. Wow. If everyone gets inspiration, then wow. no one gets inspiration. That, no, that's actually... <laughs> it's just good for us. Mm-hmm. All right, so... We ended with you having dinner and then going up to bed, mm. and now it is morning time. It was an uneventful night, and you wake uh, to the sound of uh, distant church bells to the west. Do you mind if I go ahead and rewind real quick and describe some of the troubles that Light of Dawn has in his sleep? Uh, yeah, go ahead. So the the three of us had you know ended the night by consuming a you know somewhat large amount of wine here at the tavern. Um, and that was after having already consumed a little bit of wine earlier in the day. So, uh, Light of Dawn, you know, gets into his bed and a bit of a drunken stupor, but he ends up having, like, restless nightmares all night where he goes to... Uh, he, he he just has dreams of nightmares of just eating babies. Like, he, he goes to eat something, gets an apple, and then he pulls it away, and it's it's the bottom half of a baby... Um, and his, his he's vomiting up blood, and whoever whoever's nearest him in in the morning uh, sees that he he's got like a cold sweat, and he's he's vomited and excuse me vomited into a bucket in the corner. Uh, he and he didn't sleep very well. So what I mean to say is he is still haunted by the uh, the thought of having eaten baby humans uh, in the the dream pastry. So what hurts more, the fact that he did it, or the fact that he wants more? <laughs> right, that's the thing that's really keeping him up is that mm-hmm. he feels like he's already an addict. I need it. Or like nightmare pastries, am I right? Oh my god. Mm-hmm. Now they are. It's dangerous knowledge. So, like I said, you um, you wake up, you can see light filtering into your rooms, um, and you can hear distant church bells to the west. What do you want to do? I did not know they had... Oh, no, I guess we, uh, we, <laughs> we went to a church in Barovia. You guys want to see what's going on at the church while we, uh... Sure. And we want to go to the, uh, Burgomaster's house as well, right? Do you think this one has a, uh, resident floor vampire? Same way the first one did? Uh, oh, the basement dwelling Yeah, do you, think that's, do you think that's, like, a tradition? Gosh, I Unlikely, hope that's, like, but... more the exception than the rule, you know? Mm. Yes. Hey, something we should also do at some point is, and perhaps while we are here, see if they have, like, a a smith or something that, uh, you know, I know we are a bit broke now, but, you know, later on we might be able to get some better weapons or something. I don't know, man, the economy around here seems kind of fucked, so... It, it does, but, you know, <laughs> I don't think it would hurt to check. Okay, well, as you're... You have this conversation as you're coming down the stairs from the landing that your rooms are in uh, into the, uh, the main dining room, and you can see that Erwin and Danica are already up uh, there are a couple of uh, townsfolk that you don't recognize. 
and uh, the smell of eggs and bacon and coffee are all around you. Uh, so it smells really good. Uh, and you can see that Nikolai and Carl Wachter uh, appear to have passed out and recently reawoken uh, at their table and are ordering breakfast now. Uh, good morning, boys. How was the night? Uh, they look at you. Clearly they didn't sleep well. They've got bags under their eyes. And Carl just uh, makes like a half grin at you and says, uh, you know, pretty normal. <laughs> oh, that's, that's unhealthy, my friend. <laughs> you guys look like shit. Maybe some hair of the dog. He he looks down at Cockaby and looks at his brother and they don't respond. <laughs> oh, we're finally getting that racism that we were asking for. Mm-hmm. As Light of Dawn looks at these gentlemen, he his stomach roils a bit <laughs> as well, and uh, the smile on his face falters. I, I drank a bit too much, I think. Light, Light of Dawn is not a big guy. Uh, Irwin sees the group come down the, the stairs, and he you know, he nods at you as you come in, and he gestures at... Uh, he's got kind of a buffet deal set up at the bar, and he, you know, he, he like flourishes his hand over it and looks at you and, and says, "Don't forget, you guys like already paid for this." Uh, yes, thank you. Oh, by the way, hey boys, we are probably at this point going to need to pay for for a longer stay because I think at the very least we are probably going to stay through the Blazing Sun Festival, no? Yeah, and you paid for the map earlier, so uh. Eisen, Eisen hands over another two gold coins. Thank you, my dude. We'll, t- we'll take the same rooms as before. Sure. Uh, everything okay with the rooms? Sure. Although yeah. uh, somebody, not saying who, uh, vomited in my in my bucket. He squints at you. Uh, I'm I'm stoic. Uh, my my face is unreadable. Hmm. Hmm. Who could say? Who could he, say what he happened? He just looks at you and says, "Weird." <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that's crazy, man. Whoa. There's like all these hairballs in the, in the bucket. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was looking in the bucket and I found some, like, kid bones. Uh-uh. He settles back into his throne that we decided was behind the bar. <laughs> <laughs> and then as as he does that, his family slides into position and poses. Mm-hmm. It's like Rap Patrol 01. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. Which one gets to be, uh... Akiba. Yeah, yeah Akiba. Johnny or whatever. Uh-huh. Uh, Metal Gear Solid 4, guys. You should play it. Can we have a protracted battlefield marriage scene at least yep. once a session moving forward? I hope so. All right. Um, uh, where's Arena? She she slept for like 16 hours straight, so she should probably be well-rested at this point. Her sleep cycle's all fucked up, so... Yeah, you know what? We'll, we'll say that she's she's down here sitting in one of the chairs at this little, uh, this little two-person table over here. Mm-hmm. Having herself a hearty breakfast... She looks great, so well rested. She's scarfing down some of this food. Okay, awesome. So, right, hey boys, you want to uh, you want to bring Arena to the toy shop first, and then uh, or, I heard the church bells, so I, it just made me think that you know maybe maybe we should check it out. Does that interest anybody, or is that probably? Yeah, I good? would say church bell shop, and then we do Lake Zarvich after because now she to might clarify. Need- these Alex church bells are not like continuous. You you heard them; they woke you up. They have since stopped. All right, I, it just hadn't occurred to me that there is a church in town at all. It's probably another night mother thing. It could be. Regardless of what we do there, let's we do the uh, 
do the toy shop, and then if she freaks out, she probably will. Then we'll go to <laughs> the we'll go to the lake after because that'll calm her down, maybe. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, that sounds like a plan to me. All right. Hey, Irina, finish up your food. We uh, we have somewhere to to take you. A few places, actually. Are you guys going to have any? Uh, yeah. This is really he just, good. He just grabs an entire chicken and just shoves it in his mouth. Cockabee's chicken. Erwin uh, says. <laughs> <Sick>. Oh my <laughs> god. <laughs> yes. What's a what's this spread look like? Uh, we've got apparently whole chickens. Uh-huh. <laughs> yes, breakfast <laughs> bacon, eggs, scrambled and hard boiled. He has one of those. Uh, he has a a pancake maker. Oh, like that nice. one of those one of those uh, griddles that you have to flip over uh, yeah. over a, a small. Uh, he has some coals out uh, in a pan. That would be a, a waffle maker. Uh, no, you're right. You're right. It's a waffle maker from Cuisinart. Yeah, is it is it all Cuisinart branded stuff? It's not until you know Cuisinart contacts us and wants to change it. Mm-hmm. They don't have those, those nice Cuisinart knives of which I have several. <laughs> no, that's too bad. If if Quiznart doesn't contact you, then it'll also be Quiznart, but it won't work so well. <laughs> exactly. Uh, <laughs> the waffle iron's move. out of service. <laughs> and uh, there are also, you know, just uh, some some berries that you haven't seen before in a bowl. Uh, can I get a... Hey, uh, do you have any milk back there? Like, my stomach's a little unsettled from all that alcohol. Mm-hmm. I should have some milk. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no. but, here, but here's the thing. Jack, I'm a kitty cat, so... Yeah, well, if you're an adult kitty cat, then that's gonna go even worse for you. Yeah, Urban looks at you and says, Bro, are you sure you want milk right now? Bro, I'm more sure than anything. <laughs> Give me some fucking milk. Uh... Some milk, please? <laughs> Alright. And he... Uh, he walks out, and he comes back a minute later with a bowl of milk. Okay, good, I was gonna ask <laughs> Uh, Let him down, starts lapping it up, and then shits himself two minutes later. <laughs> Excellent. Nice. Okay. Uh, text. Yeah. <laughs> Are we ready to go? Let's let's go to Blinsky Toys. Arena, you're gonna love it. Oh, Kalkabi, by the way, how did you like your little uh, Matryoshka doll? It's pretty cool. Look. Uh, and I'll I'll pull out the little the nesting dolls out, and you see them getting older and older and deader and deader. You remember that fad maybe 10 years ago, like the cup stacking thing? Yeah. Yep. Can oh, yeah. you do that real fast with your Matryoshka dolls of like unnesting them and renesting them? <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Kakami is. Uh, he, he tries to do like the little the stack game. He's like, huh? Huh? <clears throat> um, but it doesn't go so well. Hey, that's, he, he's, that's it's like very cool. slow. Yeah. It's getting there. It's getting there. It'll but it's cool because really it. It reminds you that, you know, we all die. Right, yeah, you, you brought that up a couple times. Mm-hmm, yeah. That's why I like them. It's cool, I like it. Hey, as long as you like it, I like it, you know what I mean? Yeah, that's cool. Alright, let's, let's, uh, yeah, let, let's get out of here. Irina, let's go. And she stuffs a little more food into her mouth and follows you out. I'll, um, I'll save some berries in my pocket for Goldie Here's and cream. As you grab them, Irwin looks at you and says... Uh, be careful with those. Oh. Now, what, what's with the berries, man? <laughs> what's, uh, what's, what's wrong with the berries? Nothing wrong with the berries, dude. You just, you know, just be ready to have a good time. 
<laughs> we got him from this windmill in the southeast. Kakavi, Kakavi makes a middle note and goes, Okay, probably not for Goldie him, but if I need to calm down a little bit. Uh, yeah, Light of Dawn is going to shy away from them immediately because last time he ate something without knowing it, it turns out it had babies in it. So he's a little less eager to try yeah. unknown substances. Hmm. Okay, so let's head over to Blinsky Toys. Dude, if it's no fun, it's no Blinsky. He's no Blinsky. He's no Blinsky. Okay, so you walk out into the crisp morning air, just like every other day that you've been here. It's overcast. Uh, it looks like there are scattered showers, although it is not currently raining on you. Fog. There are no, like, fog banks rolling in, but just wisps of fog are, are seen all over the place. And as you walk down the cobblestone street, uh, Irina looks at the rest of you and says, Maybe I don't need to go to Kresk. It seems pretty nice here. I mean, you've been in one building the whole time you've been here. I, I don't know that you've got And it's whole... been pretty nice. And what, do you want to live your whole life there? I mean, come on. I, I, I don't... Do I have to live my whole life in Kresk? <laughs> uh, perhaps. Listen, let, let's let's go to Kresk first and, uh, and check it out before we make a decision. All right, where are we going again? We're going to a toy shop. Why? Well, you'll see when we get there. Okay, you guys are being weird. Sure. No, you're being weird. <laughs> okay, I will re-describe the toy shot. Please do. This crap shop has a dark entrance portico, above which hangs a wooden sign shaped like a rocking horse, with a B engraved on both sides. Flanking the entrance are two arched lead frame windows. Through the dirty glass, you see jumbled displays of toys and hanging placards bearing the slogan, Is no fun? Is no Blensky? Alright, is it... It's morning now, so I don't know if he's only open in the afternoon. If you try the door, it's unlocked. Okay. I go in, boldly. Okay. So, uh, just as before, you can see that the the general layout is, it's it's not a large shop. The whole perimeter of the inside is shelves that are covered in toys. Uh, some of them are completed, others look like they're being actively worked on. And then, in the middle of the shop, there's a large table that is covered in miscellaneous supplies and unfinished projects. And sitting at that table is Blinsky. Uh, so he is dressed in a dark, shabby-looking uh, jester outfit. He is a large, overweight man, sweaty, uh, and he has this jester cap on, and uh, as he works, you can see him batting the, the dangly bits with the bells out uh, from in front of his face. As you walk in, he stands up. Welcome, friends, to the House of Blinsky, where happiness and smiles can be bought at bargain prices. Uh, hello again, Mr. Blinsky. You may remember... Perhaps you know a, a little child in need of joy? A little toy for a girl or boy. A, a little toy for a girl or boy. I, I set it ahead of him and I stare at him. He sits back down. <laughs> we were here yesterday. You may remember us. Uh, oh, yes. And you can see that his gaze uh, has... He was initially looking at each of you in turn, and now he is staring at Irina. Ah. <laughs> and then uh, I go over to Irina and kind of point at the toy and says, Hey, do you think that doll looks like you? Eisen leans over and says, I do. <laughs> <laughs> she looks at it and she puts her hand over her mouth. <gasps> And then she looks at Blinsky. 
Blinsky, what do you think? What? It's a striking resemblance, no? Yes. Uh, make an insight check, all of them. Mm. Uh, so you all did well. Two 16s and a 19. So you can tell that Blinsky recognizes her in the sense that, like, he he clearly realizes that she is the person that this doll is based on. Mm-hmm. And that's it. Hey. Mm, okay. Eisen's going to pick the doll up and say, So how much was it for this one again? Uh, Blinsky blinks a couple of times and says, hey, It is not for sale. And he gets up and cautiously approaches Irina, who appears to be uncomfortable with this. <laughs> and, and who are you, my dear? Wait, Irina, before... Oh, shit, I fucked it up. <laughs> <laughs> and she just... She removes her hand from her mouth. My name is Irina Koliana. And uh, Blinsky looks at her and says, are, You are not from around here. Yes? Are you asking if she's from Barovia? The the region, not the town? And she... Their, their eyes are locked, and, and she says, I am from Barovia. Eisen says, Stop telling him things. <laughs> and Blinsky looks at Eisen and says, I, I am just curious. Aizen materializes beast claws and starts scratching at the doll. Oh my god. Mm. Okay, are you deforming it? Uh, I'm putting very, very superficial, but like actually there, scratches on it. Okay. Uh, so, Blinsky's eyes widen, so do Irina's, for that matter. And Blinsky raises his hands... Uh, in a, like a surrendering gesture, and says, I, I, I mean, I mean nothing by it. You mean nothing by what? I, 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 I yes, I said, uh, a, 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 this is a custom item for a customer, and he, he just, he described the deal to me, and I, I, I made it, but now you bring this woman into this shop and 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 it looks just like her. Do you not think this is strange? We think it is very strange. That is why we are asking for names. I I, I cannot give you names. Well, but, okay. Look at this from our perspective, okay? We have somebody that we're traveling with. We come into your shop. You have this weird doll that looks exactly like her and somebody apparently asked for it to get made. That's concerning to us. And the one person who might be able to help us out isn't doing anything to do that. You cannot protect me. From? I don't really... I don't care. If I tell you, then when he comes for me, and he will, what then? Don't tell him that you told us? Eisen takes a claw and starts just hovering it right over the doll's eyes. Make an intimidation check. Ooh. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Ten. He says, stop that. Seeing that it failed, Eisen just scratches the eye. He cringes, but he says, I I, I do not understand. I am I, I do not harm anyone. Why do why do so many people come in here to threaten me? I'm in what way are we threatening you? I'm just playing with this unlooking doll. Eisen tosses it to Arena. <laughs> Uh, she, you, you toss it to her, and it's a fine toss. But 
she like flails a little bit and it, it just hits her and falls on the floor. Amazing. Good catch, Arena. She bends over and picks it up and puts it back on the shelf. Well, oh, okay. Face down. She's like, Cockabee's going to tap the back of um, Light of Dawn's shoulder and say, Light, we, uh, we got to convince him that she deserves to know who is making dolls in her likeness. That's kind of weird. Yeah, and I'll that, cast guidance on uh, Light of Dawn. It's amazing that he can reach Light of Dawn's shoulder. Okay, uh, so it's it's like the back of, of your knee. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's it's your waist. It's like yeah, it's like more like your waist. Cockabee mm-hmm. has stilts. Mm-hmm. He's like As Uncle Ca- Sam, tugs you know? on Light of Dawn's tail and says, "Hey, yeah, exactly." Yeah. <laughs> so so Light of Dawn kind of nods and says, "Listen, Mister Blensky, we you must forgive our desperation. We we have taken." This young woman in our in our charge, and we want to keep her safe. And you can understand why this is concerning, right? We just we just want to know what's going on, so that we know if if this is something we need to be, if this is something we should be afraid of. And the way you talk about it, it sounds like the person who commissioned this doll is a dangerous person. I I think she deserves to know if they are if they are after her. Make a persuasion check. Okay, so it should be a persuasion check. Plus a D4, because I have guidance on. 23. He stands there silently for a moment, and his shoulders slump. And he looks he looks around at each of you in turn, and then says, You you must promise that you will not tell him that I told you. We swear. Ison nods. Irina nods. Cockaby swears as well. Yeah. Cockaby was standing under Lydodon's tail and just got hit with some milk diarrhea. He got like Cockaby peers around uh, from behind Light of Dawn, and you just see like the goblin ears like poke out, and he goes like "Yeah!" and then with these like sharp, pointy teeth, it's pretty intimidating. Blinsky shakes a little bit, and he says, it, "It's Isaac uh, Strasny." Isaac, interesting. Thank you for trusting us with this, and. As we have said, we promise that this information that you have given us will not reach him or anyone else outside of this room. Please, please leave. All right, we will leave. <laughs> he turns on his heel and exits the room. Eisen uh, sets the doll back up since Arena placed it face down, kind of like buffs it on his sleeve, gives the guy a thumbs up and walks out the door. It still looks like shit. You ruined it. Ah, <laughs> no. Nah, it's all superficial. Mm-hmm. She just has a cool scar now. Mm-hmm. You walk out of his shop and close the door behind you, and you are back on the streets of Valaki. It is mid-morning. Eisen claps Arena on the back and says, "Hey, sorry about that. We uh, kind of we saw that earlier. We kind of wanted to get a feel for what the hell was going on there." And you didn't warn me why. Uh, I thought it would work better if you had a genuine reaction to it. She gives an exasperated like, uh, and. Um, starts walking down the street towards the main road. Mm. Oh, by the way, context, uh, Isaac, we met that guy while you were napping, so... She turns around and says, what? So he's like the captain of the town guard or something, so... Oh. Well, so if he comes after you, we'll know, we'll know that he's the guy. Yeah, we'll know because they capture us if he's the captain of the town guard. Well, you know, how do you feel about, uh, staying in Vlocky? She just throws her hands up in the air and goes, Ugh! <laughs> <laughs> Eisen 
under his breath, yeah. you can hear him go, smooth. <laughs> He's also just clawing and declawing and going, this is cool. What? Why do you guys think Isaac is a commissioned doll? That's kind of weird that he would even know what Arena looks like. Yeah, that is a... Uh, well, I mean, it seems like he's working with, uh, with the Baron, the, the Burgomaster, whatever. So that... Yes. It's, I'm sure it probably wasn't him. He was just doing it for Baron. That's Definitely my guess. Definitely possible. All right. Hey, let's go to the church and see if anything's going on there. And then maybe go visit the Burgomaster's house. Don't forget about the lake. Arena might uh, yeah. want a little cool off. Sure, but we, we can save that to the end. Yeah, let's let's do that. Let's do that. Let's do church, Burgo, master slash baron, and then like. Okay, just give me a second. I gotta look something up. Okay. I thought when Blinsky started shaking, I thought he was about to get killed by Fox Die <laughs> when he's about to give us the information. Yeah, this one's called Fox Alive. Oh no. Isaac had a hard life. Monka <laughs> Bluku, Big Mama. All right. So as you walk west down the main road uh, you see mostly houses uh, and then after a uh, short ways you see a steeple poking out from above the rest of everything else with the western gate in sight you finally arrive at the church this slouching centuries old stone church is a bulging steeple in the back and walls lined with cracked stained glass windows depicting pious saints a fence of wrought iron encloses a garden of gravestones next to the church. A thin mist creeps among the graves. So, as you approach, you can see that there is... It looks like a teenage boy uh, out by the graves, uh, pulling weeds and doing other just labor, uh, trying to keep the place up. It's definitely in better condition than the church in Barovia, but it is still somewhat dilapidated. And then inside, you can see uh, that there is... You can hear uh, the odd voice, and, and you can see torchlight indicating that it's occupied. Walking in, is there anyone that looks like a, like a priest or anything like that? Yes. Uh, so as you walk in, it's a you know pretty standard-looking small church. You walk in, and there's a, a main aisle down the center. There are pews uh, on either side, and then there's an altar up at the front with depictions that you recognize as being of the Morning Lord, uh, similar to the church in Barovia. Uh, there is a man in priest's robes standing at the altar, uh, and it looks like he is um, just arranging uh, miscellaneous, um, like decorative items to put around the church or artifacts. Setting up like the incense and flowers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and, and candles yeah. and <clears throat> all, that, all that good stuff. And as, as you walk in, he turns and says, yes, can <laughs> I help you? Uh, blessings be upon you, Father. Uh, we are new in town and are, are trying to uh, get the lay of the land. He extends a hand to you and says, Father Lucian Petrovich is the name. Lucian Petrovich. I am Light of Dawn. It is a pleasure to meet you. And do you? Uh, I'm uh, I'm Cockabee, the uh, goblet. Um, I'm also a uh, man of the cloth, I guess. He looks down at you. And says, hmm. Or a you know, goblet of the cloth. I'm Isaac. Good to meet you. Oh, fucking. <laughs> I'm, <laughs> I'm Eisen. Good to meet you. The name's Danger Wesk. Good to meet you. He looks at the, the group of you and uh, 
I- Irina steps forward and, and says, And I am Irina. And he shakes each of your hands in turn. And he says, You are new. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. yeah, we're all pretty new. So as you say that, he, he nods his head and goes, Ah. <laughs> I, I see. Oh, yeah, good, good have talk. A, have you run into a lot of new people before? Uh, he shakes his head and says, no. Cool. Got any, like, you know, advice for new people or, or important key details you think we should know before we run into trouble in town or something like that? Yes. Thank the Morning Lord for all his blessings and... Make sure you attend nightly services here at St. Andrews at dusk. Okay. Hey, quick question. Let's say, hypothetically, I knew somebody who mm-hmm. was turned undead by Strad and his minions. Oh, yes. Lots of that about... Is there anything that you can do or someone you know can do about that that would reverse the situation as opposed to, you know, putting some finality on it? Hmm. No. No. Only the Morning Lord himself could intervene in such a case. Uh, do you think that the Morning Lord would be prone to doing something like that? How, how could we ask for such assistance? Well, I would recommend attending a nightly service here at St. Andrews at dusk. Okay. All right. Well, we will (laughs) take it under advice. But who can say how the Morning Lord will deign to exercise his benevolence on us? It's the HMS Beagle. <laughs> um, hey, do you happen to have any uh, uh, holy water on you available to sell? I, I can make my own, but I'm a, a little short on the powdered silver right now. There is nothing for sale here. However, churchgoers who make an offering to the Morning Lord are entitled to a helping of holy water to bless their homes. So we can't buy anything, but if we do give you money, then we are afforded some price. <clears throat> Let me, uh, and, uh, and, and how much is the, does the Morning Lord ask from his, uh, followers? One silver would suffice as a uh- contribution to the coffers of St. Andrews, where nightly services can be had <laughs> at dusk. I'm sorry. What Praise okay. be to the morning lord. What time were those services at? He looks at you and says, Ah, at dusk. Here, at St. Andrews, Church of the Morning Lord, <laughs> on which ship did Darwin sail? Eisen <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> is slowly dying in the background. He's just like, oh, As you God. begin slowly dying, he says, Let us bow our heads. Uh, Lighter John awkwardly bows his head. Yeah. 
uh, piece kind of kind of go uh, okay and and bows it. Goldie hand almost falls off. <laughs> Goldie. Your minds race, and after what seems like an eternity, <laughs> Father Lucian Petrovich raises his head and says. Thank you, Morning Lord, for this offering of our silence. <laughs> okay. Um, uh, alrighty, here's a, a silver for the Morning Lord and St. Andrews. He extends, he, he grabs a dish, like an offering plate, off yeah. of the altar <laughs> and uh, collects your coin and says, Thank you. And now. Holy water. And he reaches behind the altar and gives you a small vial. Oh, and gives you, you. A, su- a super soaker full of holy water. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Thank you kindly. All right. Well, Father Lucian, it was great talking to you, but we really must be on our way. We'll be As sure you to begin turning these. around, he, he puts a, a hand on your shoulder. Oh, no. And he says, So... How are you getting on here? <laughs> Quite well. It is time for us to go. <laughs> oh, someone said my name. I must be going. Uh, who is asking? And he just runs out the door. <laughs> he says, wait. I'm sorry, there is no time. a request. Ooh. Mm. What's that? What What's your request? Eisen says, ooh, what do you got? He, he can see that you're carrying weapons and that you're all, you know, fucking weird looking. <laughs> right. I... Have been troubled by this for some nights now. The story begins when I was a young boy. Uh Oh, a young a young boy. That must have been (laughs) not not too long ago, but a reasonable amount of time. And then he he gives a slow laugh. He says, "Ha ha, just kidding. No." But seriously. Right, uh huh. <laughs> there is a young man in my employ. Uh huh. He helps with odd jobs around St. Andrew's Church. Right, he's, he's out weeding right now, right? What's the deal? Yes. His name is Milivosh, and I fear that greed may have gotten the better of him. Oh, dear. Yes. Although, and he puts his hand over his heart, he says, Far be it for me to judge. Uh, sure. However, I think Milivosh has done something terribly wrong. Is he grave robbing? An oh, offense to the morning lord uh-huh. in his benevolence. Right. <laughs> what did he do? I fear that he may have absconded with one of our most sacred relics. Well, he didn't abscond. He's right outside. Uh, can you describe the relic? I'm afraid I cannot. That's gonna make things hard. Right. So you think he stole something, but you don't know what it is? I do, but revealing too much about it may simply draw more attention. I do not require you to find the relic but I'm merely asking for you to have a talk with Milivosh, and 
I suspect he will see the error in his ways and return it himself in order to become right with the morning board. Uh, can, can you give us anything else? How do you, what makes you think he's the one who took it? Are there any other suspects? Very few people knew the relic existed, and that is by design because it is extremely powerful. But I suspect Milivosh did discover it. All right. Oh, so he wasn't supposed to know about it. He wasn't in the loot. Okay. But in the conduct of his duties, narrow-minded though he is, he would have had ample opportunity. All right. Hey, uh, hey boys, let's huddle up real quick. Okay. Uh, we like, sidle off to the side so we can talk in private. Yes, please pray to the Morning Lord for uh-huh. guidance. Correct. Yeah. We hear him sure, in the background. Yeah, the morning Lord he's just mumbling to himself. Yeah, he's droning on and on. But, uh, and then... hey, guys, I think what we should do is, right, let's not confront him. Let's just wait until his shift is up and then follow him wherever he goes and confront him there. Yeah, that makes sense. Uh, right, because we, we don't want to put... We don't even want to introduce ourselves, right? Sure. We should we should probably ask when the shift ends, because I don't want to just wait around. Right. Yeah. No, I like that idea. Um, yeah, this seems very strange. And <clears throat> also, you know, we're, we're kind of looking for some relics, so maybe this is one of the relics we're looking for. Uh, I was looking at the list of hints, and this doesn't really seem like it matches any of them, but yeah, maybe... No, but I mean, it could still be, you know, important. It could be, it could be useful. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, and, so mean, let's I, let's find out when he leaves. Hey, Father Lucian, quick question: When does your boy leave? Like, when is his shift up today? He usually works from breakfast to dinner time. Oh wow! Oh, okay. Well, curious. cool. Does he? Uh, does he usually come to the nightly? Uh, church meetings at dusk? I have been talking to him about that, but he elects to abstain. I see. I see. Okay. Do you think it would help? I We think nothing at all. We are just trying to establish when he is going to leave. Ah. So there you go. Okay. Yes, we, we will attempt to help you with this. We will let you know what the result is. Please be... Discreet? Always. In everything we do. (laughs) This relic is one of the pillars of the faith of my small flock. Alright. Okay, yes, we will will let you know what their result is. Thank you. Of course. Alright, now we must be on our way. Now let us... No, it's Uh, (laughs) alright. Thank you you very much for your time, Father. Um, bring, bring as, my cell phone. I need to. I need to take this call. Okay. So you guys scamper out. Yeah. As we're walking out, are there any like prayer rooms or anything on the side? No. It's a. It's a pretty simple little okay. church. Uh, you can see uh, Milivosh walking around the tombstones, uh, carrying his shovel and uh, occasionally pulling up some weeds. It's the sacred shovel. That's the item. <laughs> He's a fairly strapping-looking. Uh, teenage commoner type looks pretty angsty. Angsty in Barovia? That doesn't. That doesn't. Do we have a picture? Yeah. Do we have a really cool picture? I don't think I have a really cool picture. Oh, he's not important. Then we can forget this. Uh, uh, I have. I have a picture. Oh, show us, please. Is, 
Is it gonna be uh, Bully McGuire? I wish. He actually looks like a twig blight. Oh, how plain looking. Oh, yeah, he's a bit down. He does look rather suspicious, yeah. though. Uh-huh, shifty. Mm-hmm. See, I don't trust anybody who has that attitude after hanging around Father Lucian. Yeah, he should be pumped up. <laughs> okay, let's let's come back here around dinner. But let, let's check out the better master's place now. Yes, yeah. Yeah, I guess we're right by it, so. Irina looks at all of you and says, Why are we even come back? It seems like this this quest is, like, really poorly defined and ambiguous. <laughs> well, we, we will see where it goes, and we will make our determination after that, you know. I'm trying it's to open-ended. platinum this game, so, uh-huh. like, yes. get out she of my just way. Goes, I'm going to bed after dinner. <laughs> Listen, go, okay, fine. Like, that is totally okay. <laughs> well, you know who I heard hangs out around the uh, Blue Water Inn? Ezek. <laughs> uh oh. Uh, all of you make a perception check. Oh, 22. 13. 19. Uh, and Eisen, you notice. <laughs> Yeah, well, while Light of Dawn is just apparently not paying any attention to anything at all. He's just um, so fed up from that discussion with yeah, the, the father. He just would not stop talking. Can you believe <laughs> it? Oh, my God. And, uh, yeah, so Kakabi and Aizen notice a uh, simply dressed obese man that's mopping his brow that uh, you, you've noticed him before this morning uh, on your way to Blinsky Toys. Uh, and then again on the way down here, and you didn't think anything of it at the time, but now you see that he's near the church. And it's, you know, that was one too many, and it, it's occurred to you that you've been seeing this guy everywhere. Aizen, you hmm. see that guy over there? You think he's, uh, you think he's following us? He, he is not looking at you. Uh, he, he appears to be, uh, looking at one of the graves hundred feet away from you. Aizen is like, guys, so maybe he's following us. Maybe what we should do is split in the pairs move away from each other and just like see which one of us if either which group he follows wait what are you guys talking about are we being followed what's going on well maybe we're trying to find out is that dude over there the one looking at the grave i don't or we could just like you know brush him head on and and get in his face and figure out what's a bad idea yes we have we've already caused enough confrontation (laughs) we've 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 antagonized the local uh peacekeeping force enough hey Let's uh, let's just take different paths back to the inn and see if he follows. What I'll go with Irina, and then you two split up and go. You go north, I'll go south, and then uh, see if he follows one of us. Yeah, um, that was my recommendation, so I'm aligned. Okay, yeah, let's do that. Okay, so as we're walking east from the church, uh, Irina and Light of Dawn will uh, split off south uh, on this okay. little road here. Irina, yeah, so if me. you guys are paying attention... You know, you're taking the occasional glance back. You can see that shortly after you leave the church, he gets back on the road and heads east as well. Um, and so when the part of the group splits south uh, and the other keeps going, uh, he keeps following the group that has Light of Dawn in it. That has, okay. Um, so it, it's Light of Dawn in Arena, and, uh, you mm-hmm. know, we're walking casually, and uh, he... Light of Dawn kind of like goes to drop something so that he can sneak a sneak a glance back as he bends down to pick it up. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, he's still keeping a distance. Uh, he is. He's about a hundred feet behind. But wh- whatever you you drop something and he like turns and 
reading a paper with his hands or, 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 or yeah. right and uh yeah he's he's reading a newspaper with it's got two eye holes cut in it uh uh-huh, of course and uh it, it's you guys aren't the only people out here right i mean there's foot traffic people are you know going from house to house and going to businesses and stuff like that so but he is not doing a good job of being inconspicuous mm-hmm. uh are there any like little kids playing around out here uh it's barovia so not really okay I was gonna do a, a trick I saw in Burn Notice, but <laughs> now I'm not going to. Yeah, so you take a Motorola razor and you tape it to your back. <laughs> uh-huh. Exactly. <laughs> okay, then uh, we'll just kind of keep walking and whistling. Also, I am scanning to see if there's any blacksmiths or anything in the area as I walk. That's, that was one of my other tasks. Yeah, you haven't seen a one. Tarnation. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now, as you continue strolling down this road, you do see. Uh, the Burgermaster's Mansion on the right. Sure. And then the road begins to snake north again. So we'll, we'll, uh, we'll keep going to, to go back to the inn. Okay. Yep, and he, he stays on you the whole time. Because I'm curious, once we meet back up, I'd like to split up again <laughs> and have Arena go with someone else and see if he was following me or her. Well, well uh, so actually, let's shift to the other group. So you guys headed north, and you realize he's not following. And you can see him go south after Light of Dawn and Arena, what do you do? All right, so let's let's uh, I mean, let's just follow them, right? Okay, yeah, let's double He's back. He's telling them, we'll him. tell him. I like it. I like it. Okay. So as as the Light of Dawn is bending over and like you know picking up whatever he dropped, and the guy is pausing to accommodate that, Eisen just walks right up to him and gets like uncomfortably close to him. Says, he stares at him. <laughs> <laughs> what's 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 up, buddy? Hey, sailor. Cockabee gets also up, comfortably up close to him, but much shorter, and goes, Yeah, buddy. Just starts smelling him. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> he jumps uh, when he notices you, and he goes, uh, uh, What's going on? Uh, I, was, I was hoping you could tell me. I've been seeing you around a lot. Y- you know, I know, I, I know I'm very handsome, but, well, I'm not saying I'm not interested, but I'm not saying I am interested either. You know, you gotta make it worth my while. I, I, I don't understand. Eisen's just inching closer to him and just just <laughs> making him as uncomfortable as he possibly can. Breathing heavily. <laughs> you don't want to make him mad. Answer the question. <laughs> he is leaning away from you, but he's also nervously glancing back towards Light of Dawn and Irina. No, no, no. I want you to look only at me. Say my name. Yeah. <laughs> he he looks at you and says, I, 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 I'm looking at you. You better only look at him, and I'll, I'll cast Guidance on... Uh, Eisen. Eisen says, My name's Eisen, but you can call me Daddy. <laughs> puts his hand on the shoulder. What? And, uh, <laughs> meanwhile, is looking at the other two going, like, I hope they're walking away. Which he, at that point he starts, he's angry. walking away from you now. He backs away. Mm-hmm. And then Had, tries to turn so that he's, he's, he's now got his back to you and he's walking away. Is, are, are the other two out of sight at this point? No, or, or no, not not quite. So he, he knows where he's going. Okay, uh, Eisen very quickly catches up to him and grabs him by the shoulder and forcibly turns him around and says, "Hey, so uh, what are you doing for dinner tonight?" Uh, why? Why are you bothering? Ah, uh, you know, just I'm new in town. He Mother jerks that. his arm out of your hand and says, <laughs> "I'm just minding my own business." Well, I mean, I'm a lot stronger than he is. Does he really do that? Uh, are are you holding on that tight that he can't get his arm? Oh away? yeah, the, the intent is oh, okay. he is not able to see them anymore because I am forcing him to look in my direction. 
Got it. Okay. Yeah. So he, you've got him. Um, and he struggles, and he's like, like, let go of him. Are they out of sight yet? Yes. All right. Uh, Eisen lets him go and says, "Hey, see you around, buddy," and walks away and waves playfully at him. Kakabi hisses at him and then turns and follows Eisen. He wants this this whole interaction to be as confusing and like whirlwind like as possible. So he figures if it's just like really weirdly intimate and then ends very abruptly and awkwardly, he's done his job. Okay. Yeah, so he just stands there confused uh, until you're out of sight. Perfect. We sure shot okay. him. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we, yeah, we did something. I don't know. Let's go meet up with the other guys. We lost our tail, maybe. I mean, I feel like it's only a matter of time. Like, there's not... It doesn't seem to me anyway like there's a bunch of other places you could be... New people would be staying at in town. Yeah, but like... Imagine you're him, and imagine you see me. Do you really want to get close at that point? Yeah, that's well. I mean, to be fair, he was he was trailing at a distance. Well, maybe he'll keep oh, more well, distance well, well, now. <laughs> we'll figure it out. And you know what? If he shows up again, I'll just walk up to him again. <laughs> uh, yeah, we head back to the Blue Water Inn and Tavern. Okay. All right. So you walk back into the Blue Water Inn, where I assume Light of Dawn and Arena have walked in. Yeah. Okay. So Eisen strolls over to the table and says, Yeah, that guy was, uh, see, definitely seemed like he was following you. I just had a really deliberately awkward interaction with him. So hopefully, hopefully he doesn't try to get close to us anymore out of fear that I might talk to him again. I wonder who is, is he the, the interested party or is, is he spying on behalf of someone else? Yeah. I don't know. He seemed kind of dumb, so I think he was spying on behalf of someone else. He definitely seemed dumb. But that could be part of his disguise. That's true. Well, anyway, <laughs> let's, let's let's go to the Burgo Master's. Excuse me. Let's go to the Burgo Master's house. See what is up with him. Boy, wouldn't it be funny if that guy turned out to be the Burgo Master? That would be quite funny. <laughs> uh, yeah, that would be, be pretty, pretty awkward. Good. Oh, yeah, we should probably figure this out. Are we calling him the Baron or the Burgo Master? I, I don't think kind of the same we look oh, you mean to, hit to him mr b mr b uh, I like sir vargas uh vargas velakovich velakovich we will call him mr velakovich okay i'm gonna say we let's head southeast and loop around and maybe go out the back maybe we maybe we should split up and then me and me and Lidadon can go together and then eisen you and arena could go yeah that works yes all right Let's do it. Yes, and you two head southeast by the town square. Um, or maybe... Yeah, you do. Get, you guys do that. You might run into uh, Isaac. True. That's okay, I got a hand just like his now. Is there anything you can <laughs> do to signal us if you get in trouble? No. Do you have, like, a flare, flare gun, or...? I can I can yell really loud. Okay, we, we will keep our ears open. Okay, that sounds, that sounds like a really good idea. Okay, so uh, you guys, both both groups leave. You follow your different routes. Uh, the group going through the town square, you notice that uh, the people that were in stocks have been freed. They're no longer there. Oh, good for them. Have they been replaced with other people, or are they just empty? They, they have not. They have not. The stocks are empty. There's even more messaging up now about the Festival of the Blazing Sun, uh, although no one seems particularly excited about it. Well, there were no free pikes on this one, so... No, that's true. And uh, before long, you regroup with the other group of people outside the Burgomaster's Mansion. 
Did we see this dude? No. At any point, okay. This mansion has walls of plastered stone that display many scars where the plaster has fallen away from age and neglect. Drapes cover every window, including a large arched opening above the mansion's double entrance doors. Uh, so, as you show up outside, you can see that this place is pretty lively. You can hear voices. Um, you, as you walk up, you see um, what well, just look like respectable-looking townspeople uh, coming and going. Um, and you've seen a couple of people walk in with bundles of what look like sticks and twigs, uh, enter the building, and then shortly after come out empty-handed. Ooh, should we should we have brought some sort of a gift, like a housewarming present kind of thing? I mean, I guess we could give him the the nesting dolls. Ooh, that's but true. Are, are you willing to part with that so soon? Uh, I mean, they are cool, but if it avoids like a really awkward situation that could potentially put us in stocks, then I mean, sure. Uh, speaking of awkward situations and delivering things to his door, talk about we... Irina. Yes. <laughs> if we're going with the theory that Isaac was a middleman, then this might not be the best idea. You're right. We should she, do it anyway. She puts her hand over her okay, mouth and says, I, I, like I, that. I didn't even think about that. Oh, I, I thought about it. <laughs> Maybe I should go back to the inn. Mm-mm. You know, you can't just live your whole life in the inn. You know, sometimes you've got to take these risks. I, I don't. Why would I need to take this risk? You're right. We do need to do this. What about that? What about that tail? What if he run in, runs into you and none of us are there for you? Uh, ugh, ugh. Gotcha there. Let's Isaac go. walks. Uh, fucking Eisen, Eisen and Isaac. Yeah. Do you want to just switch over and play Isaac? Yes. Struts up to the door, fully expecting everybody to follow him. So as you walk into the entrance hall, framed portraits adorn the walls of this grand foyer which features a wide staircase with a sculpted railing. A long carpeted hall attached to the foyer stretches almost the length of the mansion and has several doors leading away from it, including one at the far end. Bundles of twigs are heaped against the walls. Uh, we Hello. see this commoner off to our right as we enter. Does she give us any notice or pay us any mind? Uh, she looks like uh, she is just a servant. And she looks at you and then demurely just looks back at her work. She so, she doesn't really interact with you. Eisen turns to her and says, Uh, hi, miss. We're looking for the Baron. Where, uh, where can we find him? She says, Oh, I, uh, I, I, I was just brought on to help for the festival. I, I don't know. Okay. Thanks. <laughs> Uh, she seems kind of fascinated by you guys as a group, but doesn't want to be rude. That's fair. Are all these uh, all these sticks here for the festival? Uh, uh, yes. Any idea what they're for? Um, I, I don't know if I'm supposed to say. Hmm. Mm. That's good. You keep it a surprise. Mm. I, I like that. Okay, Eisen's just gonna start walking further into the house unless something stops him. Nothing stops you. Okay, so I will progress down the hall then. Okay, and you can hear uh, a lot of voices. Sounds like all women's voices coming from this room off to the left. It's not politely. Okay, uh, you knock. A woman answers the door, and uh, she looks like a you know like upper middle class, uh, middle aged woman, and 
she looks at the group of you and says, Yes? Uh, what can I do for you? Excuse me, my dear. I do not mean to interrupt. We are just looking for the Baron. And as, you're, uh, as you look inside, you see a chandelier of wrought iron fitted with wax candles hangs above a polished wooden dining table. Around the table are seated eight women of various ages, minus the one that got up to answer the door, uh, in comfortable high-back chairs. They wear faded clothes, drink tea, and devour cake, while a ninth woman, well-dressed and very pleased with herself, circles the table and talks excitedly about decorations for the impending festival. Um, so that ninth woman, uh, currently at the head of the table, is dressed in a... She's dressed considerably more fancy, and the way she carries herself makes you think that she is in charge. Um, and she uh, speaks over the woman who opened the door, who's conversing with you, and says, Oh, you must be here to see the Baron. Uh, yes, ma'am, that is correct. Oh, well, and... So she motions to an attendant that you didn't see standing in the corner and says, Helga, see that they are brought in to see the Baron. And uh, this stout, business-like looking woman comes out and closes the door behind you, or behind her, and looks at you and says, So you're here to see the Baron? Yes, ma'am, we are. Oh, well, let's go find him. Actually, wait here. I will find him, and then I will take you. All right. Thank you. And she, uh, she, she soars she, through the roof. <laughs> right, yeah, she just, uh, she sinks through the floor, <laughs> and then you see her fly back up and up to the second floor. Uh-huh. Uh, no, she, she walks away briskly up the stairs, um, and then, uh, after about 30 seconds, comes back down and indicates to you, come with me, and walks upstairs. So, as she walks you up the stairs, she brings you this way. And then to a hallway, and she points down the hall and says, He's in the first room to your left. And she gets very stern all of a sudden and says, Be polite. Always, my dear. Thank you. Thanks. Knock, knock, knock. Come in. I go in. Ooh, this guy looks spooky. Hang on. I lost, uh, I lost Arena. I can't control her unless Light of Dawn can see her. <laughs> <laughs> that's a, that's uh, funny. I, I have a picture. Let me, let me find it. He looks like a fucking. What do you call the the sea creatures from uh, Warcraft? Uh oh, Naga. Yeah, he looks like a Naga. What, dude? This looks wild. Yeah. Oh man. Padded chairs and couches line the walls of this cozy carpeted den. The room reeks of pipe smoke, and mounted on the east wall is the head of an angry-looking brown bear. Uh, so the man that you see standing there is. Uh, he's about average height, slender build. Um, he is balding and he has gray hair, but he is not one of those guys that's been balding and like cuts the hair kind of short. It's really long and crazy looking. Mm -hmm. He's kind of sunken cheeks and pale skin. Um, incredible posture. And he's wearing an opulent red robe. Uh, he's got a pipe in his hand. Um, and you can see that Near the one of the chairs is a sword belt and a dagger that he has discarded there. And uh, standing on either side of him, almost at attention, are these two enormous mastiffs. His uh, light of John's hackles raise. <laughs> he, he looks at the four of you and says, I was not expecting you. Who are you? Uh, good morning. 
uh, good setter. Uh, I am Light of Dawn, and these are my companions, uh, Aizen, Kakabi, and Irina. Uh, we are new in town and wanted to introduce ourselves to you. So, introduce yourselves. Uh, well... We just did. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, we have, uh, come... And this is something that we had initially said that we were going to do, so Light of Dawn is just following through with it. Uh, Miss Irina here is uh, the daughter of the late Burgomaster from the town of Barovia. Um, and so, as a, a visiting dignitary, we thought it appropriate to bring her to you, the, the master of this town. He looks at her appraisingly and says, I was saddened to hear of your father's death. My heart goes out to you. Eisen steps forward and says... So, practical question. Uh, the, the reason that that happened is because he was under attack. And we were wondering also if, as the burgomaster of this village, you were having similar issues. He, his gaze shifts to you and you can see that he has these cold eyes. And he says, no, we have not experienced any such problems here. However, I alone have stood up against Strahd in any meaningful way. Here, in Valaki, we oppose him by maintaining morale high. You have no doubt noticed all of the flyers about the Festival of the Blazing Sun, Hmm, something that the people here are very excited about and filled with joy. To a man, for sure. Hmm. Eisen raises his eyebrow and says, All will be well? He smiles a little bit and he says, Yes, all will be well. All right. Well, we are we are definitely looking forward to that uh, festival. It sounds like a, a real hoot. So expect to see us there. He says, I expect to see literally everyone there. <laughs> uh, yes, correct. I know it's mandatory. I'm just saying, uh, yes, of course. <laughs> but he, he, he warms a little bit and he says, good, yes. And I would appreciate it if you would do your part in reassuring everyone that all will be well. Of course, yes. <laughs> I am filled with joy uh, at the opportunity. You hear a knock at the door, and then it opens, and Isaac starts to walk in, oh. sees you, <laughs> and freezes. <laughs> oh, snap. Oh, Isaac, hello, it is good to see you again, my friend. He is just very off balance over this. I turn back to the Burgomaster and say, We had the pleasure of meeting your man, Isaac, yesterday. He was informing us of the uh, upcoming festivities. Isaac uh, says, uh, I, uh, I'll come back later. And he shuts the door. Isaac, come back. Have you met, have you met her? Yeah. <laughs> uh, he, his hand is very interesting. Uh, and, you know, forgive my uh, you know, curiosity, but what a... You know, do you know how he came about having that interesting appendage? The uh, the Baron looks at you and says, Isaac is a boon to this community. Oh, no doubt. And he earned that hand, that oh. whole arm, through years of selfless service. Very cool. He, he, he makes this kind of open arm gesture at you guys, and he, he says, All who serve Valaki well are richly rewarded. Well, that is the mark of a good leader, I think, so kudos to you and yours. He looks at all of you and says, and what can you do for Valaki? Uh, well, I mean, obviously it starts with our participation at the upcoming uh, 
uh, Festival of the Blazing Sun, but that, that kind of goes to that question. Um, We're also tracking down uh, wine shipments. Yes, uh, the proprietor of the uh, of the Blue Water Inn uh, tasked us with uh, assisting some supply chain discrepancies with the Wizards of Wine. And that brought you here? No, that is somewhat incidental. Uh, I'm just, you know, you are asking what we're doing to help the town, and that is that is one of the things. Hmm, I see. No, to reiterate, the purpose of our visit was to introduce you to uh, Miss Koyana here. Uh, you know, our, our duty as the guides for this traveling dignitary. Well, I appreciate that. And, Miss Koyana, I assure you that despite the sorrow that must hang over you after your father's death, this festival and the cheer of this town on any day will surely bring your spirits up. We are a ray of sunlight in a dark, cold world. Oh, yes. Of this, there can be no doubt. Um, so, we... I demand it. Of course. People. <laughs> All um, will be well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Why are you not having fun? I specifically <laughs> demanded it. Sir, uh, you know, it seems you have some impressive defenses uh, uh, around the town, so it, it seems like, you know, we should be, you know, pretty safe for our time here, no? Yes. Balaki is not just a little safe. It is the safest part of this realm. Excellent. And he, he begins pacing uh, with his hands behind his back, and he says, This is one of many positive side effects of effective governance. And he, like, clenches his hand into a fist and, and gestures with it. And then he turns on his heel and looks back at you. Uh, Light of Dawn, like, looks left and right and, like, starts clapping a little bit. <laughs> uh, Eisen's mostly focused on Arena. Like, how, how's she dealing with all this? She is not saying anything and... Yeah, I noticed. You know, again, has a terrible poker face. Excellent. So what is her terrible fo- poker face saying? Is she just sad about her dad or... That she she can't tell if her dad's being insulted or not. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's fair. All right, well... We uh, will not waste any more of your time. We appreciate you, you know, taking that time to, to talk with us. And uh, we look forward to to what time we are spending here in Velaki. I look forward to seeing you at the Festival of the Blazing Sun. Of course, yes. Uh, I got, uh, out of, I guess, kind of out of character question. Do I have a good enough description of this guy who was telling us that I could actually relay that to somebody and ask a question about the individual? Yeah. Okay, so as he's walking out the door, Eisen turns and says, oh, by the way, uh, there was a person that we wanted to meet. I don't know if you know, we, all we got was a description, but, uh, and, you know, overweight guy, kind of plain looking, blah, blah, blah. Um, do you, do you, does that ring any bells to you? Does that, is there like an obvious person who matches that description so we can meet up with them? He narrows his eyes and says, no, that does not sound like anyone I know. Hmm. But if it's a question of security, Isaac is the one to ask. Uh, then Got he, is, it. he will be our very next stop. Thank you for your time, sir. And he, he bows deeply. Yes, pleasure to meet you. He sits down in his chair and begins stroking one of his mastiffs and says, all will be well. And we chant back at the same time, all, all will, will be all well. Will be well. <laughs> the greater good. The greater good. Okay. Yar. Okay, and so we uh, exuant stage right. 
I'm keeping my head on a swivel for Isaac. Yeah, we're, we're my boy Easy. Should be able to see him. Yep, I can see him. Sorry, I went too far. Okay, to yeah, so that. he's standing outside, and as you come out, he looks at you, uh, kind of like crazy-eyed, um, dressed the same way you saw him last time. So he's a big dude. Uh, he's wearing just you know, leather armor. Uh, he's got a sword on his belt, and then his right arm, there's no sleeve, and he's, he's you know, it's his, his crazy arm with the spiked fingers, and it, the arm is too large, and he is, you know, nervously flexing it. Right. Um, and he looks at you and say, he says, oh, what, what the fuck did you want with the Baron? Oh, that is between us and the Baron, my friend. Eisen laughs and says, <laughs> just kidding. We were here introducing our friend, Arena Coliana. And he he sees Irina and he, his demeanor immediately changes, but it's kind of, it's strange and awkward. And he uses his, you can see he's kind of like positioning his weird arm behind his back as much as he can and using his other hand to like straighten his hair out. Oh, well, this isn't what I expected it to be. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Jeez. And he says, well, I'm not, I, I, you know, I'm, I'm just here to, uh, you know, protect the Baron from uh, all the, all the monsters, uh, and, uh, <laughs> you know, and, and, and you, of course, I'm here, I'm here to protect you. And she seems, uh, a little put off, and, uh, is inching closer to the rest of you, and he's, it continues and says, so anything I can do to, uh, be at your service, um, anything at all. Uh, we actually have a question for you, um. Uh, do you know of a and I'll go through the process of describing that same person again uh, does, does this man sound familiar to you uh, do you do you want this man <laughs> huh what <laughs> no I, I, uh, no we'll hold off on that for now we just kind of want to find the guy is he a threat <laughs> unknown at this time yeah, we had TBD. Just <laughs> TBD my dude all right, this was a mistake. <laughs> he, he squints and he looks at you and says, where, where are you staying? Uh, is there, yeah, so I can provide physical security. Oh, you know, Valaki. <laughs> Bye. The region, not the town. Got the blue water in. <laughs> Gotta love that uh, <laughs> purple match number three. Eisen walks past and goes, oh, you're still here. During this conversation, uh, standing in the back, Cockaby is going to discreetly roll his eyes back and channel, I guess not channel divinity, uses eyes of the grave feature so his eyes just go green and he knows mm. the location of any undead within 60 feet that isn't behind any total cover. He does sense undead upstairs. Okay. But while he's doing that, you also uh, Kakabi can hear a soft tapping sound uh, coming from the door over here. So this is the door that was further down the hall from the Burgomaster's right. room. Uh, yeah, so so you're in a, a long hallway. There are several doors here. One of them goes to the the study that the Baron was in, and farther down there's a door. A tapping that could mean anything. So uh, Isaac looks at all of you and says, "So," uh, and he he kind of um, he's getting closer to Irina. He says, uh, uh, t- um, "Tell me about yourself." <laughs> and uh, she is getting. Really, she's physically avoiding him at this point. Irina, tell the men about the monsters that you have killed. Oh no, he's uh, going to be uh, so um, turned on. Um, uh, yes, I, I, I once killed a, a wolf that was uh, as big as uh, 
as 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 big as a cow, and he seems undeterred by this. Um, in fact, he seems more than undeterred, and and says he seems turd. He, mm-hmm. he says, uh, uh, <laughs> "What did it feel like?" Uh, and, and she she's like, "Uh," and uh, she's she's like almost running away from him at this point, like trying to get whatever she can in between him and her. Oh, hey, that reminds me. I left this stove on. Come on, we've got to get going. Uh, oh, yeah, it's almost lunchtime, too. We better go. Yeah. He, he says, I, I, uh, and he keeps smoothing his hair. He says, I, I'll, I'll walk you out. Uh, <laughs> sure. Okay, and then I, like, I kind of pick up Arena and put her on the other side of me. <laughs> oh. <laughs> and uh, I'm like, all right, let's, uh, let's go. He's kind of, like, scampering mm-hmm. away. Yeah, and he's stomping around behind you, swinging his big old armor around. <laughs> As Eisen's walking, like he's like, "Yeah, you know, talking about wolves. Uh, there was a guy in the bar, you know, guy in the bar talking about how uh, he he saw a wolf as big as a house cat." Yeah, well, I saw I saw a wolf <laughs> as big as uh, two house cats. Oh my god! Oh, I don't believe it. All right, yeah. So we're 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 basically just running out of the house at this point. Yep. Okay. And he he basically follows you all the way to the door. And then you can hear the Baron's voice say, like, shout from upstairs, Isaac, attend to me at once. And he stops at the doorframe and stares out at you and says, uh, I'll see you around. And at any rate. Okay. So as they exit, Eisen claps Arena on the shoulder. And she probably cringes because she knows that it's going to be something terrible because it always is. And he goes, well, at least, uh... So he wasn't trying to kill you the way I thought he was. He's just really creepy. But he seems into you. I mean, really, it, the, the, <sighs> you know, so, I mean, hey, really you want to stay? Be, you should be flattered. In Velaki, right? If you've got this guy watching your back, then, you know, you'll be, like, super safe. She, She's just making this pouty face. She's like, ugh, the toy shop, and ugh. How does Crash sound now? <laughs> We're all just smirking and laughing. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> you got your dicks. <laughs> yeah. She stomps off towards the blue water end. I bet yeah, she's so glad she came with us. Hey, you want to check out the lake before you go to the end? Yeah, why don't you go lay down? <laughs> Jesus. Well, I'm certainly not going anywhere alone. Yeah, let's uh, let's pick up some food at the end and then take it with us to the lake. We can have, like, a picnic. Uh, and uh, that she goes, uh, actually, that sounds nice. No, I don't want to do it. <laughs> Eisen's desperately trying to come up with something he can do to fuck with her while she's at the lake. He's like, we're on a good streak. Okay. Uh, so, yeah, you guys go back to the Blue Water Inn, of course. As, you, as you're as you there, uh, Erwin goes, hey, what's up, guys? And then he crosses his arms and his whole family slides into place and they pose. <laughs> uh-huh. Hey, Erwin, Danica, kids, what's, what's happening? <clears throat> And they they were walking away, but they slide back into the pose again, mm-hmm. and then split. Hey, a uh, question: Do you have a picnic basket that we could borrow? Uh, I have a wheelbarrow. <laughs> that'll do. <laughs> yeah, yeah that, that'll do, I suppose. Erwin, <laughs> uh, Erwin Ir- looks at he's like, we're wheelbarrows are like way better for picnics. Uh, sure. So yeah. you carry like a lot more wine. That's for sure. Um, like Red Dragon Crush. Uh-huh. Eisen says, Arena, do you do you wanna do you wanna ride in the wheelbarrow? We'll make it up to you with the ride in the wheelbarrow. Uh, she says, I'm not a child. 
But you could act like one. It's fun. Listen, she doesn't want it. I'll ride in the wheelbarrow. Yeah, hell yeah. She turns to Erwin and says, uh, oh, well, what, what can we get for our picnic? And he, he starts working with her to fill up the, the wheelbarrow with delicious wines and Do you have any cheeses. more of that stew? And we have an infinite amount of stew. Yeah, Erwin Ir- ladles uh, a bunch of stew down into the uh, just into the, <laughs> the wheelbarrow. Yeah. No, I was going to sit there. Damn it! <laughs> it's okay. You uh, you sit in it, and I have food for later. <laughs> Perfect. Uh, Eisen's also going to ask about about our our buddy. You know, like you know, kind of overweight. Uh, bit of a lisp. Yeah, not really into me. <laughs> for some reason. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. I mean, I've seen like overweight people here before. If that's your, if that's your question. Hmm. All right. So nobody knows this he, guy. He, yeah, yeah. He thinks about this mystery. this guy again. He's like, uh, I mean, we have a few people that match that description. I don't know. It's a small town. You know, hang around long enough, and uh, you'll you'll see him again. Can't wait. Sure. Yeah. Next time, uh, you guys have fun. We, we hey, turn around and he's standing right behind us <laughs> in the corner. Yeah. Eisen throws Sweating. his arm around the guy's shoulders yeah. and starts talking about his uh, multi-level marketing scheme. It's just going to be a different thing every time. Erwin looks at you and says, "Hey, don't walk around the lake." Oh, why? Why, why not? Just stay on the Velaki side. Oh, sure. You know, I heard that the, they were actually going to name that lake after me. It's called Lake Light of Dawn now. Yeah, I haven't heard. Well, I'm telling you, right? <laughs> now you have heard it, so spread, it, oh. spread the word. Well, like Light of Dawn now. Yeah, just so you know. Uh, I haven't heard about this in, like, a while, but uh, they say that there was, like, this old wizard that used to throw lightning bolts into the lake from the north side and catch fish. Oh, that's cool. <laughs> that's that is awesome. Cool. It's super cool. So don't go up there. It's dangerous. All right. Bison well, well, takes out his, the uh, <laughs> yeah, the, the Mac Mini's back. Go to north of Lake. <laughs> Lake Light of Dawn. All right, picnic supplies in hand. Let's roll, boys. It's lunchtime. All right, hold on. I'm trying to find the, uh... Um, as we're, as, like, once we get out of town, as we're, like, walking on the road, um, kind of by ourselves, I will, I will reveal to everyone else what I detected at the burgomaster's house. Mm, nice. Ooh. Undead, you say? And yeah. tip, tip tapping. Yeah, this tapping sound at the door. I, I, who knows what that is? Uh, kind of weird. Maybe as someone's someone, trapped there. As of someone gently rapping. Tap, tap, tap. Who's that and rapping then... on the chamber door? Mr. Mr. Raven, all up in my grill like nevermore? <laughs> wow, it's beautiful. So, it's a short walk, and, you know, relatively flat, so it's not it's not awful for the uh, for the wheelbarrow, and uh, you see that at the foot of a mountain, nestled in the misty forest, is a large lake. The water is perfectly still and dark, reflecting the black clouds overhead like a monstrous mirror. Pulled up along the south are three small rowboats. A fourth boat can be seen near the middle of the lake, with a lone figure sitting, fishing pole in hand. Oh, cool. We should, uh, we should, you know, as we eat, you know, wait and see if he comes in and, uh, you know, see what's up with this guy. Yeah, maybe he can tell us where the, where to get the good fish here. Sure. Or, I mean, hey, if he doesn't come in, we can just take one of these robots out and go talk to him. That, that could be cool. 
let's let's have our picnic first. Okay. So you guys set up on the shore. It's a rocky kind of beach, and it's uh you know it's pretty dismal, but it is beautiful in that Barovia kind of way that you're getting accustomed to. And everything that Erwin hooked you up with is delicious. And uh, it looks like he put in a bottle of wine for everyone. Oh man! What a- <laughs> yeah. Wow, this guy's a champion. Bust out my guitar and start strumming. Mm. And there are a couple of loaves of bread, some cheese. Uh, he put some sausages in there. And then, you know, the whole bottom of the wheelbarrow is just full of stew. Oh. <laughs> Hell yeah. <clears throat> so what are, you, what are you strumming over there? Uh, I, are you, are you Mr. Raven? Raven? <laughs> yeah, Mr. Raven by MC. What was it? MC, MC Lars? MC, MC Lars. Yeah. yeah. Classic. Everybody knows MC Lars. Who's that? Who's that rapping? So you can see that Irina, while troubled, is obviously happy to be out of Valaki, you know, just around people that she can trust. Oh, she can <laughs> trust us for yeah, sure. Can she really? Mm-hmm. After today, yeah, it's just a really trustworthy group for sure. Even if they're all assholes. Mm-hmm. Eh, you know what? Cockabee's pretty nice. Cockabee, yeah, I was about to say. <laughs> surprisingly, <laughs> Cockabee sure. is the best of us by a long shot. She's just sitting there <laughs> stroking Goldie Hen. <laughs> Okay. Relaxing yeah, so on the shore, I will, uh, I'll pop a couple of the berries that oh, I picked up yeah. this morning. Here we go. Uh, Light of Dawn sees you doing it and kind of gives you the side eye, like, those could be made of babies, man. You don't know. <laughs> I, I'm imagining, like, just a close-up of Cockatee's, like, sharp little teeth, like, just mashing up these colorful berries. Yeah. <clears throat> and, like, and the smiling. juice all over and drips out. And- Denethor yeah. style, yeah. Yeah. Tasty. Delicious. Uh, but it turns out there's like they're like berserker mushrooms, and he just <laughs> starts going fucking nasty on us. <laughs> mm-hmm. So as you guys are doing this, you know you're occasionally looking out, and this this lone boat, uh, which is about looks like it's about 400 feet from shore, it just hasn't moved. And although the figure sitting in it, who has his back to you, um, has a fishing pole, you haven't seen him cast it or pull anything in. He's been almost entirely motionless. Wow, that's a, that's some little discipline on this guy out there, huh? Yeah, I wonder what he's up to. Like, I guess he's just... I guess you gotta be patient. I heard that. You gotta be patient with fish, you know? <sighs> Patience with fish is not my strong suit. And he's, like, batting at the water. <laughs> should we, uh... Should we go out and, and check him out? Say hi? Yeah, Introduce yourselves? It. Sounds cool. Let's, let's hop in. Well, Kakabi, you said you can't swim, right? Uh... No, I, yeah, I, I, I can't. Mm. It's, I, it's something about, like, you know, the, the, the buoyancy of goblins that just doesn't work well really? for us, you yeah. know. Super dense or something, huh? Yeah, yeah. Pure muscle. Right, yes, that's, yeah, yeah. uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, then maybe maybe just in case you should stay here? Uh, no, I, I want to try it, you know, I need to learn. Um, and I, I might, I can try to get back, we'll see. Okay, I think all right. okay. Let's hop in this boat and, uh, you know, what, should we take two? So it looks like a, a boat will comfortably seat about five. Okay. Oh, yeah, we can, big boat. We can do one. Let's hop in. Uh, let's, we can do, uh, Eisen, you're big and strong. You can be at the back. I'll be next. And, uh, you're going to grab some orders and start motoring our way out there, huh? Mm. Eisen's just like, just going. He's so, he's so glad he's got so many opportunities today to just be strong. It's the mm. only thing he's good at. Okay, so you guys row out there, and it takes a few minutes. Still no kind of response, no movement from this character. Okay. 
And yeah, at I'll this keep, point, I'll keep you an are, eye on him as we get closer. Are you calling out to him at all, or are you just approaching? Hey, probably once we get somewhat close, Light of Dawn's going to call out and, hey, buddy, what's going on? Okay, so as you get closer, uh, a bit of fog pulls in between you and him, Uh-oh. and then you know you keep heading towards him, and that fog clears away, and you get a clearer look at him, and you can see that he has a bundle of something. Oh, no. Next to him in the boat. Is you you don't baby? know what it is. It's wrapped in some kind of cloth. You you kind of, you look at it like, is that what I think it is? Because um, it, it looks like, it, it, it looks like it may be a small human form wrapped in something. And Man, what is he, with these people? <laughs> and he, you know, you call out to him and he doesn't respond. And then he, he grabs this bundle and he begins to move it over the water. And the bundle begins to move. Um, at this good. point, you're about... Keep battling, keep battling. Let's go, let's go, let's You're go. about 70 feet from him. And uh, he he looks in your direction, but you're not sure he sees you. His eyes just look vacant, and he's standing there slack-jawed. And he rolls the bundle out of the boat, and you see it sink beneath the surface of the water. Eyes and dives. He's going for it. Yeah, I was going to say, Light of Dawn was going to do the same thing. Okay. Um, and you guys can both swim? Yep. Oh, yeah. Okay. So... You dive into the water, and it is cold. It is cold, mm. and it is inky black. And you, yeah, you don't you don't see a bottom. Like, it's it's deep out here. So mm. what are you doing? Uh, can I, I don't know how much dark vision is going to help underwater. Can I see the bundle? How close is I when I dove in? Uh, are we you still were, talking 70 feet? Right, we're we're going to say you, you were 60 feet away at this point. Okay. Um, and your dark vision is what? It's 60 feet, right? It's 60 feet, yeah. Yeah, mine's also. Okay, so we're, we're going to cut it in half underwater. Okay. Uh, I'm using my minor magic to just create these sensory effects that produce light, um, you know, every couple seconds to try and make sure that we can still see where this guy's at. Okay. Um, so you, you definitely know which way his boat is. And you can feel that this water is, is barely moving. So... You don't feel disoriented, and you, you know you know at least laterally which direction to swim. Mm-hmm. Um, so you're creating this light, and and as you create, you know, actually, can you describe the effect? Like, what does it look like? I mean, so it, it's not the light cantrip. I don't have that, but so it, it's it's not something that's going to stick around. It's just like puffs of magic that are kind of lighting things up for maybe a second or two, and then going away. And I just keep doing that. Okay, so it's it's almost like a like a strobing kind of flare. Sure. As this is happening, you can see if you didn't already notice that Eisen is in the water with you, right? Mm-hmm. And you you guys can see each other, and you, you're both desperately swimming towards the boat and down, trying to trying to find this package. And and you do, you see it slowly falling. Mm-hmm. The two of you are able to grab it, but you go very deep. You have lost the surface at this point. And so you're in one of those situations where you're running out of air and you don't know, you don't know if it's better to try to find the bottom and kick up or if, yeah, you know, but you're getting desperate to get back to the surface. Mm -hmm. Um, And between the two of you, you're able to kind of hot potato this package and uh, more or less simultaneously break the surface after what seems like forever. You're sputtering for air and you come up right next to this guy's boat you know, and it it seems very loud to you, right? You just broke the surface. You are gasping. You're trying to keep this bundle above the surface, but you can, you know, it's it's it feels like a burlap 
sack mm-hmm. or or something you know it's you know it, it's wet and you know that there's you know the bundle is not moving anymore yeah so priority one is getting this over to our boat and getting it to cockaby so okay so cockaby just... what are you doing i so as soon as they dove in i i would i would start like paddling towards the other boat and um and calling out to him going, hey wait what what the okay, hell, man? So when they go in the water, you can see these flashes, which aid you in, you know, positioning yeah. close to the top of them. And shortly after you guys break the surface, Cockabee is able to, you know, you're, you're trying to figure out uh, what are we going to do with this thing. And Cockabee, Cockabee's arm shoots over the side, grabs the bundle, and hauls it up into the boat with Arena's help. And then you guys are able to grab the side of uh, the boat as well and support yourselves. Cockabee, what do you want to do? Is he okay? So I'm gonna check him over to see is he is the is the and start cutting. Um, I'll pull out my scimitar and I'm gonna cut open the package, like whatever okay. ropes or or the canvas, whatever, to try to yep. get. So to so the it, it is it is bound with some ropes. You cut through them and you're able to cut through the sack as well. And you can see, uh, it's it's a little girl, and she has very pale skin, raven black hair, and she's not conscious and she's not breathing. Stabilize. Okay, I am going to. Um, I'm like, oh my, oh my gosh, are, are you okay? Um, and I'm gonna. Cast. So, and another thing is, like from Cockabee's perspective, you know, the, the other players think this lake is very still. Cockabee feels like he's on the high seas right now. Yeah. Uh, so this is, you know, you feel like you're rolling all over the place. You're seeing a lot more colors than are actually out there. So what do you want to do? Um, I'm I'm gonna cast Healing Word at first level. Okay. So how does what does that look like? Um, <clears throat> as I'm, you know, as I like I, I get her up. I'm like, oh my god, I, are you okay? Is, is she breathing? Uh, I, I don't see any breathing. Um, and then I I chant my my Latin Kelimvrite spell and, and grab my um, and hold up my amulet, a uh, holy symbol, and kind of this green aura appears around me and then around her, and the spell is cast. Hmm. Okay, so as that happens, she coughs she <coughs> and, and sputters up water. How old is this child? Maybe eight or nine. Oh, that was like a baby or something. Okay. No. She coughs up this water and opens her eyes and looks around, looks at you, and, you know, she sees this insane-looking <laughs> uh, goblin who is swaying back and forth for oh, some reason. Oh, my gosh. Uh, rough seas, right? It's okay. Are, are you are you all right? What's what's your name? Don't worry. It's it's not not your time to go yet. She, but it will be. This looks confused, <laughs> and she bolts up and sits, and she can see this figure in the other boat who is just sitting perfectly still. And she can she looks in the water and she sees this tabaxi and half orc in there, and looks at Arena and and just you know just keeps looking around and, and, and says. Am I dreaming? Nope. No, no. Afraid not, my dear. It's I okay. Just we, climbing we, up into the other boat, by the way. He's we, like, we have you now. Um, I'm and I'm gonna position myself between her and the other boat. She just breaks down and starts crying and says, "Like I want to go home." Um, Goldie Hen will hop off Cockabee's head and cluck in a mother hen fashion and try to comfort her. The Lich Queen finally revealing herself. <laughs> she seems, she, she seems a little soul, confused child. by this, but she she strokes Goldie Hen 
but mostly she's just rocking back and forth and says, I want to go home. Take me home. It's okay. What? What? What's your name? Where, where's home for you? She uh, sniffles and says, my name is Arabelle. Oh, hi, hi, Arabelle. I'm I'm Cockaby. This is uh, this is Light of Dawn. This is Aizen, and this is Arena. And She's, when I'm not gonna remember all of those when, names. When, when he points to uh, Light of Dawn and Aizen, you see the two of us are like menacing this dude in the other boat, like just standing <laughs> just over him, and he doesn't care at all. It's like the yeah, anime yeah. thing where it's a super low <laughs> angle and you can't see the top of our faces. <laughs> don't don't worry. We'll we'll keep you safe now. You're you're okay. We'll get you home. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So, what are you guys doing to this uh, this well, individual he, in the boat? Is he responding at all? What's what's his deal? So, what you're looking at uh, looks like a middle aged man, stubble, unkempt hair. He he looks dirty. Uh, he's wearing not exactly rags, but these are clothes that have seen better days. Uh, he looks very very working class. All he's got in the boat are you know like his his fishing rod and a little bit of tackle. And that's it. His eyes are totally vacant. As you guys start to interact with him, he just doesn't really react to you. After a moment, he takes out his rod and pulls it back like he's, he's about to cast. I, I catch it before he does, and I go, All right, buddy, you've got some fucking explaining to do. He, he reacts as if he hasn't even seen And he, like, that just attempts to cast again. Uh, I, I, I snap his rod in twain. <laughs> oh, I wanted that rod. <laughs> that was actually the magic item you guys were supposed to use. God, to yeah. Rod, but, yeah. <laughs> what was I thinking? <laughs> uh, yeah. So you you break the rod in half, and he sees he sees the rod break in half, and he cradles it and just starts to sob. Good, I, I'm, excellent. I'm like, I love it. Snapping my my kitty cat fingers in front of his face. And I go, <laughs> you're about to have a lot more to cry about, buddy, if you don't start talking. He he looks up at you and says, oh, am I supposed to catch you, bitch? Uh, I say, listen, I need you to answer a question for me right now. Did you throw anyone else in this lake? Well, I, I don't understand the question. Remember Arabelle? Mm, no fish in this lake. Uh... Uh, I, I, wanna I, I just want to eat. Uh, I catalog my spells and abilities and see if there's something I can do to, uh, like, wake this guy up. Uh, honestly, uh, it might be if we um, have another healing spell on us. It might be better to just use it on him. Does he? Does he look hurt? I mean, I. He I looks brain hurt. He's, he's fucked up somewhere. As you're close to him, you you realize that he reeks of booze. Mm. All right, let let's take this guy in and, and keep him under watch. Do we need to jump in there and see? I mean, if there's anybody else that he threw in there, I mean, there's oh, no they're, way they're, they're still alive, right? They're dead yeah, right now, yeah. Uh, <sighs> fuck. All right. Plus, we have no idea how deep this is. Damn it. All right, let's 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 take this guy in and put him under watch. Uh, let me let me try something real quick, and I will cast Detect Magic um, as I I hold the uh, Kelimvor's, um scale and with the ghost hand and... Uh, this like green fog kind of rolls in around. You do not detect any magic. There is no magic. All right, all right. Uh, I will roll this guy back in. Aizen, you want to hop on the other boat and get them going? Yeah, no problem. We'll, uh, okay, we'll head so on back. Irina has uh, taken off her cloak 
and uh, put it around the girl, and she's like cradling her and and, and trying to shush her. Hmm. All right. So we we start motoring our way back. Okay. Yeah. A- after a few minutes, you get back to shore. Okay. Hey, put the girl in the uh, wheelbarrow. Filled <laughs> <laughs> with soup. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. It's warm. Do we have any um? Do we have any food left? From the picnic? Yeah, you do. You you have like half a loaf of bread. There's some cheese left. There's there's plenty. Okay, uh, I'll yeah, I'll, I'll be like, here, here you go, Arabelle. Here, eat some of this. It'll it'll help you feel good, feel better. And she uh, yeah, she'll eat some, and she she quiets down and and perks up a little bit. Like she she seems, you know, like she's getting over the shock. Uh, Arabelle, do you know who this man is? No, I I've never seen him before. I was. I I was out picking berries, Uh-oh. and and uh, and he grabbed me and he put me in a bag and and she she starts to cry again. Do you remember where you were picking berries? I I was in the woods just outside. Outside of Velaki. Uh, out outside of our camp. Oh, your camp. Oh, well, no, but she's not Vistani. Where is your camp? She looks at you and stamps her foot and says, I am a Vistani. Oh, I see. Uh, I <laughs> Does thought, she have I one you, leg? I, I thought you said that her skin was super pale. It is super pale. Oh. Hmm. And yet, she stamped her foot and said that she is a Vistani. Detect undead. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, well, we will we will figure that out soon enough. Um, right now, we need to get you healthy. And, uh, yeah. I mean, we're, we're picking up strays here, guys. Yeah, but, I mean, come on, we can't, like, we can't leave her. We gotta... Oh, no, that's not what I was saying. I'm just, you know, it's it's another wrinkle is all. We'll we'll leave her with uh, the Tartikovs, Martikovs, whatever their name is, uh, you know, she while says, we conduct the rest I, of our I, business. I just want to go home. It's so close. Can I go home? Oh, is it is it close? Yeah, sure. Let's, uh, where, yeah, where well, is it? <laughs> we'll take you home. Go. Where, where is it? She says, can I see your map? Sure. Yeah, here we go. iDroid comes out again. <laughs> Down in the bottom left corner. Okay. So. Oh. Okay, yeah. Yeah, we can, uh, let's, let's go, let's go take her back. We can drop her. So, we can take for all the listeners out there to this audio podcast, I indicated something. Uh, a camp that's in the woods several miles to the southwest of Velaki. Is there scale on this damn map? Several miles? No, right. not on this one, unfortunately. Thanks, Mike Schley. Yeah, there right. is. It's a oh, you know what? It's in the it's in the DM version. Oh, oh. all right, Mike Schley, you're off the hook this time. Because like, I, looking at the the whole Barovia map, one square is a quarter mile. That means Velaki's okay. like. You know what? You know what? Half a mile. How about yeah, that? It's fine. Okay. So with the power <laughs> of the wheelbarrow, Eisen can cross infinite My distance. Immersion is ruined. So hey, guys, what is... do you want to do with this guy, though? Do you want to hand him over to the Vistani for their justice or something? Absolutely. That All sounds right, great. Then. Yeah, I'm kind of leaning that way, too. Well, although, I don't know, man. It, it sounds, it looks like something's influencing him, but uh, maybe... I mean, and? <laughs> I, I, like, what are we supposed to do? That's fair. That's fair. Yeah, let's take him to the Vistani. Uh, okay, so I guess we'll, we'll just stay on the north side of the fence. Mm-hmm. Because I feel like going through town... With a Vistani child, it's probably a bad idea. Yeah, probably. Okay. Yeah. What if Octavio? Octavio. What if a saber-toothed tiger comes in and just eats her alive? Okay, so it takes you guys a while, but you you walk around the town. Uh, you know, you can see it as you come from the north, and then you stay on the western side. 
circle around, and then eventually you enter uh, Zvalich Woods. Um, you cross Old Zvalich Road and into the woods, and there is a footpath south uh, that you walk for a few, you know, like a, a thousand feet change until uh, the woods part to reveal an expansive clearing. A small, grass-covered hill with low houses built into its sides. Fog obscures the details, but you can see that these buildings feature elegantly carved woodwork and have decorative lanterns hanging from their sculpted eaves. Atop the hill, above the fog, is a ring of barrel-topped wagons that surround a large tent with a column of smoke pouring out through a hole on the top. The tent is brightly lit from within. Even at this distance, you can smell the odors of wine and horses that emanate from the central area. And I am pulling up a map for you now. Yeah, we still got to get back in time to follow the kid from the graveyard, too. Yeah, I was thinking we better get back in time for dinner. The most important quest we have. So the in this picture, it's this hill that's maybe like 40, 50 feet high. Uh, it's surrounded by uh, like these little, little houses, like a one-room kind of cabin-looking house that all have chimneys producing mm-hmm. smoke. And then at the top of the hill, there's these wagons surrounding a tall tent, maybe 20 feet yeah. high. So as you approach with the child, you can see, you see uh, a dark figure emerge from one of the houses at the foot of the hill, and you recognize it as an elf, but uh, unlike any elf that you've ever seen, uh, he has dark skin and dark hair, and he looks out at you and then immediately sprints to the top of the hill and into the tent. Okay, we're, we're wheelbarrowing our way up this path that mm-hmm. leads to the top. Seconds after he disappears into the tent, he bursts out again, uh, and two Vistani men are with him. Uh, I am putting their images into the Discord now. Oh, he seems nice. Does he look familiar to us at all? <laughs> this guy doesn't seem so nice. Uh, the first one does look familiar, and in fact, you recognize him as... The man who brought you here to begin with. Oh, oh my god. Oh my god. These two men run out and they see you with this girl. The second one I posted, the one, uh, there's a, he's a Vistani man who just looks fierce. Um, and he's like a big brawny guy, but it doesn't look that smart. Well, without a moment's hesitation, he runs up, grabs Arabelle. Like, she embraces him. And he uh, just looks at you guys and says, explain. Uh, Light of Dawn kind of points over to the, uh, I assume Aizen has the, um, mm-hmm. Just the Barovian up. man. Yeah, like tied up or whatever, hogtied, and he's carrying him like a sack of potatoes. <laughs> um, and say, uh, this man uh, threw her into uh, the lake for some reason. We we got her out and revived her, and she said that she lived here. Who, um, who ran up and grabbed her? Was it the the other guy or the guy that we recognized? The other guy. The other it guy. was the other guy. The other guy? Okay. And I looked at Arabelle for confirmation for her to back up my story here. He he looks at her as well, and she nods. These, these people saved me. And he, you know, grabs the back of her head and just holds her against him. The, the man that you recognize is the one who tempted you into Barovia to begin with, strides closer and looks at your prisoner, and then looks at you and says... And who is this? What have we here? Uh, this is the guy who uh, tried, to, tried to drown her, I guess. But he seems like he's... I don't know, he doesn't seem sane. The Vistani man grabs the prisoner's face and stares into his eyes. 
And when there's no response, he slaps him. And other than a whimper, there's no response. And the Vistani looks back up at you and says, Yes, I see. Uh, I mean, hey, I mean, you know, we are new here. You know, is, is this normal? He looks at you and laughs and says, Yes, I suppose you are. And no, it isn't. Well, our plan was to leave him with you and let you decide his fate. And so we shall. Uh, may, may we sit with you for a while? We, uh, we are a bit cold. We had to jump in the lake to save your, uh, your girl here. Yes, where are my manners? And after all, I am fond of inviting places. Very true. And he, he says, please come with us. And he grabs his, uh, his companion there, who's cradling the girl. And they walk you up towards the tent. And as you've been having this conversation, several of several more of these dark-skinned elves have come out of the houses and have uh, they haven't gotten close enough for you to hear what any of them are saying, but they you know they, they appear to be relieved. Uh, okay, so I assume we're, we're making our way up to the tent up at the top. Yep. You are going up to the tent. Piled outside the wagon are several empty casks of wine. From inside the tent comes the crack of a whip, followed by the howls of a young man. Three sputtering campfires fill the tent with smoke, and through the haze you see six Vistani passed out in various places on the dead grass. A barely conscious and shirtless teenager hugs the central tent pole, his wrists bound with rope and his back streaked with blood. Uh, An older, larger man in studded leather armor lashes the young man with a horsewhip, causing him to scream again. Standing in the bigger man's shadow is a third man also clad in studded leather. Easy he says to the man holding the whip. I think Alexei has learned his lesson. If you don't mind my asking, what did Alexei do? And uh, the the man who gave the order says, Alexei was responsible for watching Arabelle. Ah. Oh, well, he definitely failed. So, okay. Harsh, but a a lesson he will not forget. Uh, All of them react positively when they see, you know, the Vistani man strident holding Arabelle. They all seem pretty relieved, except for Alexi. <laughs> Do you mean that he's just too busy to yeah. be relieved, or does he seem actively upset that she's back? He seems preoccupied with being whipped. Okay. okay. Like I said, you know, this is a, a lesson he will carry. May, may we sit? Uh, as I said, me and my friend are a bit wet at the moment. Yes, please. Uh, so as uh, Leonard Dunn is kind of like turning around, trying to like dry off by the fire, he turns to the... Um, the the one that brought us in here. Um, say, uh, what is your name, friend? I am called Aragol. Aragol. I am Light of Dawn, and I extend a hand. He uh, shakes it. Say, why, why did you bring us here? He shrugs and says, I was paid. I suppose that is fair enough. Paid by who? He smiles at you, and you can see kind of a gleam in his eye, and he says, that is not for you to know. All right. Eisen says, so to answer your question of why we came, it's because we were, um, lied to. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I, you know why we came, you, you deceived us. Yeah, don't, don't, don't act like you're our friend. He shrugged and said, do you remember what I told you? Uh, that if we were men of honor, then we would come to Barovia, uh, and that your master wanted us. But your master is, we thought was the burgomaster, but turns out it was Trad. He says, the details may have been false, but you wanted to do something good, and you still have that chance. 
I suppose we do. I, I, I don't buy that. I I see lots of harm, and I don't buy your reasoning at all. He he laughs and says, "But look what you've accomplished just today." I okay. Tell me that was worthless. Tell me that we wouldn't have been doing anything just as good if we weren't here. He laughs. Do you know what Strahd wants with us? Oh, who can say what Strahd wants? A plaything? A champion? A challenge? A successor? He shrugs. Well, I, I was just curious. Alright, well, that, that is all I wanted to know. Um, take care of Arabelle. Don't, uh, don't let Alexi watch her again, I guess. So there's, uh, those elves over there. I've never seen anything like them before. Are they, uh, they friends of yours? Aragorn shrugs and says, Yes, I sense. And neighbors. And not many people have seen elves like those. They're dusk elves, you know. Their race is all but forgotten. And only a few survivors live in secret places such as this. Are, are they free to leave Barovia as you are? Or are they trapped here? They're trapped. It's Sucks. their punishment. Their punishment? Oh, what for? I don't know. Hmm. But I can tell you that it is cruel what is done to them. How is it any different than what is happening to uh, the rest of the the residents of this place that are not Vistani? He says, the rest of these people, they can still find pleasure to fill their short, sad lives, but not the Dusk Elves. He gestures around and you can see some of these elves working in the periphery here, walking around. And he says, you may have noticed that there are no women among or children. Uh, no, I don't think we had the time to observe. Gosh, that sucks. What happened? They were put to death by Strahd centuries ago. They're a broken people. Interesting that you would describe some of Strahd's action as, actions as so cruel, and yet seem to have no issue with uh, complying with his demands, unless that cruelty just does not bother you. He shrugs and says, I accept his cruelty as the way of this land. Right. Acceptance is not the same as joy or understanding. So you take no pleasure in, in bringing rubes like us into the land? I take pleasure in providing for my fam. Am I, am I buying this guy, or is he just saying what I want to hear? Uh, make an insight check. Uh, I'm going to use some of my inspiration, because I got a five. <laughs> nice. Killing it. Uh, that's not much better. Twelve. Um, you don't detect any out-and-out falsehood. But it's tough to pin this guy down. Hmm. Hmm. All right, Argal. Do you guys have any other questions for for the fam here? Um, I'll, I'll kind of like turn aside to the other two. But hey, should we, you know, maybe we can you know, ask for some information in return for bringing you know Arabella back on on some of the our fortune telling. Maybe they can tell yeah. us where. Uh, well, I'm gonna be honest. I don't really trust anything that this guy says. Maybe we ask his friend, the one whose daughter we just saved. Okay. Yeah. That I'll buy. Hey, and so I, I go over to the, the guy who's uh, cradling Arabelle. Say, my mm. friend, what is your name? Luvash. Luvash? That is a cool Luvash. name. Duvash. Luvash. Luvash. Sorry. <laughs> Maybe you can spell uh, it for us. <laughs> Luvash. Got it. Um, I'm, I'm glad to see that uh, Arabelle is, is doing better. I assume she looks fine. She Yeah, she looks okay. Okay. Um... Uh, I do that to subtly remind him of the, the huge favor that we did for him. He looks at you and says, I understand you, and I will not forget it. Um, 
Well, you can't forget that it if was, you answer that these was questions three. <laughs> yeah. uh, let, let, let's not overdo it, boys. Um, let's ask about the Scarecrow one. Uh, we we have heard a, a rumor of something in the area, and we're curious if you could, uh, if it sounded familiar to you. Do you mind just answering one question for me? I am in your debt. Ask your question. Um, is there a... Do you know anything of a, a Scarecrow... Uh, with a sackcloth grin that is surrounded by snow. All scarecrows have sackcloth grins. Sure. How about a I... garden dusted with snow? Are there prominent gardens in the uh, elevated areas? He strokes his chin and says, I can only think of it must be somewhere west. Hmm. All right. All right. Well, that does help us. All right. Well, thank you. That is helpful. Uh, I got another one, actually, if you don't mind. If I said... <laughs> A faceless god awaits at the end of a long and winding road deep in the mountains. Does that mean anything to you? And he could see him thinking again. Hold on just a second, I gotta check my notes. <laughs> He's thinking really hard. He says, oh, you must be looking for uh, a weapon of vengeance, a sword of sunlight. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> you would not be the first. Two miles south of the uh quickly flying flock of birds. <laughs> yeah, some super uh, arcane uh, instructions on how to get somewhere. You're like, what? <laughs> he says to you, in the extreme south of this land, and Mount Gacchus, there are roads that I have not traveled. Mount Gacchus. Okay. Alright, now we're talking. Alright, thank you, Luvash, and I suppose well met, Aragal. Um, I think it is time that we make our way back. Luvash puts a hand on Aragol's shoulder. And Aragol looks at you and says, We Vistani, we will not forget your service today. I yeah. cannot promise you that we will always be friends, but it may be that we can help you at some point. Eisen continues if to be can, very standoffish and says, We're not we we're not friends now. But and uh, Light of Dawn kinda of steps and says, But I have no desire to be your enemy. So we we shall leave it at that Please have a good day. <laughs> and we kind of like as back back a lot of the tent. <laughs> as we turn around to go, I'll I'll say um I'll say goodbye to Arabelle and um I'm I'll just say and uh, say stay safe, Arabelle. Try to you know stay close next time you're picking out berries, okay? And, and make sure you pick just... ones that look like this. <laughs> the hallucinogen <laughs> berries. Yeah. She shyly looks at the ground. Alrighty, back to town. <laughs> So as you as you begin walking out, um, you can see that one of these elves appears to be waiting for you on the path. Hello, good day, sir or ma'am. So he's wearing a cloak, uh, and the cloak actually does a lot to conceal most of his elvish features. And he extends a hand to you and says, "Would you walk with me?" Uh, sure, of course. And he walks with you to the path and then out. A little ways into the woods. Uh-oh. It looks like he's just trying to get, you know, sufficiently far away that you guys can't be listened in on. Mm-hmm. Uh, he takes his hood off, and he looks at you and says, What, what is your purpose here? You mean in, in the camp? In Barovia. Uh, we're going to, uh... Kill Strahd. <laughs> we, we just want to go home, and that kind of seems like our only option at this point. And, and we wish to undo some of the evil he has done here. Uh, I'd be lying if I said that I wasn't motivated as such. 
He takes a deep breath and says, I have a favor to ask of you. All right, shoot. What's your name? Casimir. Casimir, oh, that is cool. Uh, you know what? I think I've got a picture. Man, what an important settlement we settled upon here. Man, imagine <laughs> if we hadn't gone and checked out the guy who was fishing. I don't <laughs> have a picture. Yeah, yeah, you know, I'm going to find one. Important. Yeah, I'm glad we uh, I'm glad we went to the lake before we started, you know, sneaking yeah. around in the woods. Yeah, Lake Light of Dawn ended up being, yeah, you know, very important. Ooh, it's Avalok. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that, that cool, is dude. weird, actually. I'm I'm curious about what kind of elf, like what what the name is. He's a dusk elf. Oh, sorry, did I miss that? Dusk. Yes. Yeah. He says, "I I am burdened by dreams sent to me by my." My dead sister, Petrine Belikovna. And uh, he, he starts to pace a little bit. It says, Her spirit has languished in catacombs below Castle Ravenloft for centuries. And he, he faces you again and says, Petrina has repented for her sins. And I would see her free. And I would seek to restore her life. I mean, oh. I, I'm I'm not an expert on resurrection, but if she's been dead for a very long time, then it is that is a very very tough thing to do. Yeah, and I only know of of like the really high level doom guides who are able to do it. I, I mean, so I, you know, it, is there some method by which you think this can be done? I I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm not trying to you know give you false confidence in our abilities here. That what you are asking right now is is far beyond anything we are capable of. I I do not ask you to do this yourself. I ask for your help. Oh, okay. So what do you need from us? I know of a place that contains a secret. The secret to breaking Strahd's pact and freeing Borovia from its curse. Oh my god, okay. <laughs> I am all ears. <laughs> he looks at you and says, I will not. I will not reveal the location of this place to you. You must... Take me there with you. Um, okay. Yeah, sure. How far away is it from here? It is a ways. He, he, you know, he narrows his eyes at you and says, You must understand. I do this for my sister. And I cannot, I cannot be toyed with. Oh, yeah, no, for sure. Um, we, we have some business in Velaki and we will be there for a few days. But when we leave, we will be heading west. Would you like to join us then? He says... No, I think it would be best if I, knowing that you are here now, continued my preparation. But when you are ready for a longer journey, come back to this place, and I will join you, and I will take you. Okay, that sounds perfect. Uh, Eisen, write that down. You got it. Quest quest marker added. Yeah, we shall mm-hmm. return when we are ready. Uh, is there anything else? Yeah, now that you're done giving us the most useful information we've received... <laughs> the entire time we've been here, like, you got anything else for us? <laughs> I mean, we we shall return. You have my word. He nods. Well, around what time is it right now? Uh, it's late afternoon. Uh, guys, we got to get back to town. Okay. We uh, we will return, Casimir. Don't worry. We'll help you save your sister. He nods and he heads off into the woods. Okay, and then we'll I guess we'll we'll start hustling back to town. Okay. You want to call it there? I do. Okay, perfect. All right. I thought that was pretty good. It was slower than I thought. We didn't get to a lot of things I thought we would, but this is totally fine. Yeah, no, that was fun. We, we did a bunch of stuff. 
Yeah. 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 We we don't get me wrong. We covered a lot of ground there, uh, but uh, some things went differently, and so I think we're going to be in Balaki for longer than I anticipated. That's fine, because I mean, you had said beforehand, there's just a shit ton of stuff going on here. <laughs> it's yes. like crazy how many things there are. Yeah. Well, and this is a location that is easy to miss, so I'm glad you guys wound up there. Yeah. No. That mm-hmm. that's the that picnic. Yeah. That picnic did it. Mm-hmm. Picnic. Next time on Late Afternoon Gaming, the gang heads back into town to try and catch the grave-robbing filthmonger that is whatever his name was. Elevosh. So we'll do that, and then we're continuing our, our the, the inevitable quest towards the Festival of the Blazing Sun. 